How's it, internet? And welcome to Two Guys in SharePoint. The only SharePoint show in South Africa where everything is not made up and there are no points. How's it, Al? Hello, Mr. Bodlin. It's been, uh, it's been a while. I think we've been missing each other like star-crossed lovers. Yeah, it's been a bit mad. Hopefully we're going to be back into the swing of things now. So you guys may have realized the episode's a little late this week. Um, it should have been out last week. But as it so happens, that's fortuitous because last week was build, and there's a bunch of news that came out of that that we'll hopefully hit the highlights of today. Also, uh, I think it's important for our listeners to, well, that would be, we should actually put up a poll and find out uh, what days are the best days for our listeners. Because uh, face tweets and, and Twitter bubbles have different answers on when's the best day. So apparently on Facebook, the best day to post anything for maximum consumption is on a Tuesday. Um, yet we, we push on a Friday morning. So I'm hoping that a lot of people listen to us on their way to work because we are on the top six Android apps. We are available because we're in iTunes, not as I posted the last time we were on two of the six, but pretty much any of your uh, podcast app that you find on iTunes, uh, well, not on iTunes. But most of them on, use the iTunes library. They pretty much all do, yeah. yeah. So we are on all of them. Job. We are everywhere, as you obviously yeah. know, because you found us. Um, so we don't have a guest this week. No, once a month, we like to roll on our own because we're just as popular as our guests are. Yeah, more, more popular, I'd say, really. <laughs> so, yes, we're going to jump straight into In The News. So, um, there was Build this last week, but just before we get into the Build news, there is a couple little pieces of info that happened before Build that I find quite interesting. First of all, we got the full announcement of what Windows 10 S is. Do you see this, Al? I'm still trying to figure out why you'd spend $1,000 on a notebook that ships with Windows 10 S. Well, at the moment, it is a free upgrade to Windows 10 Pro. But the, 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 the other way around. The other way around. <laughs> Windows 10 Pro is a free upgrade to Windows 10 S. Yeah, if you've got Windows 10 S, it's a free upgrade to Windows 10 Pro for... Yeah some amount of time the thing is I, I like this idea of windows 10 s right it's it's a more controlled secure better running system if if this is the way it works now it's, it's like microsoft's version of chromium man. well it's it's a new rt basically you can only run the windows store app yeah yeah, it is. But so it, I think it's only UWP apps. It's not the old it's not, ones. It's not UWP. It's anything in the Windows Store. There's actually a bunch of different ways you can code to get into the store. You can use a bunch of container All right, I see things say, to, yeah. to get into the store. As long as it's in the store, it'll run. right? But no no Win32 apps. Okay. Yeah, nothing runs Win32 apps out of the App Store anyway. Yeah. Like it, you, you can't get them in, in the Windows Store. So it, it's an interesting thing. Obviously, this is what Microsoft want, and really, if we were all smart, this is what we'd want too, because it is faster, it's more secure, uses less battery, it is just better when they don't have to deal with all the legacy malarkey. Look, there's been some stats on booting up a, a Chrome notebook versus a Windows 10 S notebook, and it's comparative, Chrome's still cr crushing it in certain areas. Yes, um, like but then Chrome, Chrome is also, like the Chrome OS is a different thing. 
um, like Windows 10s will run proper Office. It'll run the full-on Office. They're putting them in the store. Yeah, uh, yeah but it's the same as as Windows RT. It also ran almost a full-blown um, Office. I my Surface. I've got a Surface 2 RT, the last RTs, and that ran pretty much full-blown Office. Yeah, and, and but it wasn't an EXE. No. Yeah, and they're they're putting versions of those of the Office all the like the entirety of Office in the store. They're using some. Um, they're using the bridge, the container bridge, to get them in there. The ones okay. that already don't have full products, so they're all going to be on there. And that's like it's a differentiator to a Chromebook because it it is an actual machine that will do actual computing on the actual machine, whereas a Chromebook is be, is, is it's a browser. Uh, it would be great if they came out with a cheap version of a Windows 10 S machine. Well, that that's because the thing they're, they're leaving they're leaving that market to the OEMs, right? I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful because uh, no one wants to, no one's going to buy an entry level Surface laptop for a thousand dollars and stay with Windows 10 S. Yeah, it makes no sense. I don't understand why they launched both at the same time. Well, this this sort of thing I think is great for um, stuff like the education market, which was a big push of this sort of thing, um, yes. and and businesses as well. You don't. In, in a modern IT infrastructure, you don't need non-Windows like apps, like theoretically, right? If, if all your stuff's up to date and you're in the cloud and all of these sort of things, you don't need all that legacy stuff. And this is more secure. It's more manageable. All of that sort of stuff. Look, the, 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 look in I, the perfect I, world. like I think it's great that I might now be able to have a device that I can use um, sitting on the couch that is not an iPad. Yeah. That functions on this, although wishful thinking, mate, it doesn't matter that you have a great sort of Chromium type OS. If there's no apps in the App Store um, to support it, why are you going to do that? Yes, classroom edgy stuff, great. Uh, Business stuff, great. Device. Yeah. The yeah. thing is also like one day, what do you need to install on your machine? Like the same thing with the Chromebook. Like you, you're not installing anything on the machine. It's it's all services. So it's the same thing. You use the services. I, I agree with you completely. I, they just need to make sure that there are apps in the App Store, which uh, people have been saying since the beginning of time, which Microsoft's never got it right. They still don't have it right. It's the point of releasing an OS that only runs store apps when they don't take 100 developers to go and sniff. And I've been saying this since the beginning of time. Go hire 100 developers. In fact, go back to Nokia Go grab a hundred of those Symbian developers you gave to, uh, was it Evernote or Accenture when you bought Nokia and get them to build the top 100 apps in the App Store and then you have a marginally usable device. Otherwise, um, I don't yeah, see the point. Like do, play with doing rip-offs of other things, like that's super dodge and you're maintaining yourself and stuff. Like It's a very chicken and egg thing. You need to have the platform to get developers interested in it and you need the developers to make the apps, to make the platform and viable. And it, it's a difficult it's, thing. Anyway, we've spent, no, we've, we've already spent far too long than this really deserves, but that's an interesting thing. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. One more pre-build little bit of news. Microsoft has changed the names for a couple of its SKUs again. So Ugh. this is for the, the, the windows updating story, right? We used to have, um, current branch for business and, current branch right and the current branch for business gave you like slightly delayed updates you could put them off a little longer so they've changed the names for all of these things so 
now Windows, and by the way, Office will be updating in the same story as this. So they've sort of amalgamated the branches of Windows and Office updates to sort of yeah. make them all sound yeah. the same. Semi-annual channel pilot, which is the normal one that everyday people are on. And we have the semi-annual channel broad. And the broad, from what I hear, is the old current branch for business. I don't even I don't even think about it anymore. Yeah, but if if you're doing uh, Windows, if you if you're controlling Windows for your organization, um, that's a thing to know about. They've changed the names of these things again. Thanks, Microsoft. Well, look uh, on the back of that uh, in the Dynamics three six five space, they've changed names again. So they're renaming Dynamics three six five for operations and Dynamics three six five for financials to operations and financials so it's there's no four it's just dynamics operations and dynamics financials oh that makes sense it does but i mean but, i mean they just uh, launched these surely they could have launched them under a different name but what was the other thing with 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 names there was another one that i cannot remember anyhow all right so are we um i think that's all the pre-build stuff now to get in a build well, you, you've got some stuff around Redstone 3 that's not... Was that Build? Well, like bold? It, it sort of fits into the, the the general story that came out of Build. So we'll get into it um, through that. Actually, may, maybe let's talk about that now. One of the big stories that came out of Build is Microsoft's new mobile strategy. So instead of them having the Microsoft mobile strategy, they've now decided, no, no, no. Windows is just going to make your entire mobile experience better. So you use the Microsoft stuff. So this includes a bunch of different things, right? One of them... It's funny that it's... it's, it's, it's yeah. Well, yes, it's, it's part of Windows 10. It's part of the update. Um, but, yeah, it's, when Microsoft sees mobile, I sort of go stand in the corner. And yeah, but there's, there, there's some really interesting things here. So... Um, one of them is they're putting some new capabilities well, into OneDrive, right? Where you get on-demand files. Yeah, but that's OneDrive. So yeah, no, but it, it's, it's all part of the same thing, right? So there's a bunch of stuff that all talk to this one thing where you use Microsoft wherever you are and it makes things better. So OneDrive gives you your <laughs> files wherever you want. Like they're going to have on-demand stuff so you can access your files from whatever, from Come wherever, so from Android, iOS, you can quickly share the files, all of that. So they've got all Look, that. Is. They've got all of that. And then in Redstone 3, they've got a couple of things where um, they've got like a pickup where you left off feature. Where, yeah, clipboard stuff. Yeah, yeah where Cortana, cool. yeah, Cortana acts as like a handoff and you've, you're like working on something on your phone and then you go to your PC and you can swap it over. And Cortana goes like, okay, PC, here's where I was. And it brings up the same app and you are where you are. Or files or whatever the case is. That is super cool. Yes. And and you need the latest version of well Redstone three yeah, version. Yeah, it, it's of the, Windows it, it's 10. in the it'll be in the next uh, release of Windows, the full update or whatever. So that's super cool. And you can also use your clipboard across all these devices as well in the same way. Which is the best part about? Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to find real world. Well, it's just like for what what it is is all these things are. To to me, they look like. They're little bits of this bigger story that Microsoft's trying to do, right? Where it's, if you use these tools, these Microsoft tools, just all your devices work better. No matter what cell phone you have, if you're using Windows and Windows service and Microsoft services, you can, you can move seamlessly from your 
laptop to your phone to your tablet to your TV, like whatever it is. You know, you can move all these things around all all your files, all everything you're doing becomes the seamless experience across all your devices. Yeah, they started that with uh, uh, universal apps. So, well, they actually started it before that when they changed the layout um, of Xbox, the Xbox uh, user interface on the Xbox 360. When they started changing that, this whole idea came through. Yeah. yeah, and they they like, and they've gone through like a sort of bunch of different um, variations of it. Like, but now they're doing it across all the Microsoft stack as well as iOS and Android, which is super interesting. Well, yeah, they've they've rapidly admitted that they suck at trying to uh, play in the mobile space. Although that might change. Yeah, I mean, um, you might find, there might be a mobile, Surface Phone. It was, it was such a good OS. It just like, you know, the, the best oh, tech, the best technology doesn't always win. It's too bad, but. That's the way it is. All right. So more from Build, yes. yes. So the new, we were talking about the Redstone update that's coming that was released at Build and all the updates making your user experience uh, much better across devices, so taking your clipboard with you. Um, on the office side, so there was quite a few things around the office space, uh, and I'm talking about Microsoft Office and Office 365, not you're sitting on your desk, at your desk in a chair in office. So there's a new Teams API that allows uh, third-party notifications in your activity feed. So if you're adding an app into Teams, you know, there's the plus sign, you can now start getting third-party notifications coming through, which is quite neat. That is super um, cool. Yeah, everything's sitting on top of Graph. Eh? There was huge Graph information. They actually had a demo of Cortana, in a car connecting to Graph. I don't know if you've seen that vid from Build. I haven't. That sounds super so, cool. Yeah, so it's this woman walking. So on the on the topic of Cortana, Microsoft's now taking it to Amazon and to well Apple. The Apple hasn't got a device. I haven't seen an Apple speaker yet uh, with Siri built in, but. Like you said, Microsoft comes up with the idea and then they reach out to their their hardware partners and say, please build devices. So part of this whole Cortana everywhere idea is now that you can go get a Harman Kardon um, Cortana speaker. Okay, and it hooks up in a Cortana. Yeah, and you can answer Skype calls. That's quite cool. And speaking of Cortana and their cognitive services, they also announced their build that... um, you they have released um, twenty nine cognitive services APIs. Twelve of them yeah, are crazy. generally available, <laughs> and the rest are in preview. So you can hook up in a Cortana and do a whole bunch of stuff. It's got um, facial recognition and all that sort of stuff. One of the coolest things in it is it's got the real time translation service. So you know oh, how it's proper. You know it's how proper. in Skype for a while we've been able to say. Yeah, I've seen the videos. Yeah, you, you can do that real-time translation. You can now just hook straight up into that API and do it in whatever you're doing, which is mad. And so it's actually generally it's generally available um, through the uh, through Office Graph because everything sits on top of that. Yeah. So you now have the presentation translator add-in for PowerPoint. So if you whatever English text, what text you have in PowerPoint, we'll turn that into if you say you're presenting to Germans, it would translate that in real time. To Germans viewing it. Yeah, it's cool how we're seeing Microsoft use the the learnings they've got from this broad stack. Learnings in one piece 
like the Skype and Cortana voice recognition translation stuff is now feeding through into other things like uh, PowerPoint. Yeah, sitting on top of the graph API yeah. or, or sitting on top of graph, which is their, their biggest thing. And I think the idea behind graph was when they bought LinkedIn. Um, I don't think that they're using, I don't think LinkedIn had graph. No, I can't remember where it came from. It's not like it was a product. It looks like. Well, no, the, the, the graph API, it's, it's very much like their big data set, really. It, it's it's their response to big data and um, API oh, look, and it looks like services that, and that, all of this. That LinkedIn, remember there was a LinkedIn um, sort of spider drawing um, and then yeah, Graph was gra launched graph and it is, looked the same. Yeah, Graph is so much more. Like it's such a... it's such a wide-ranging technology set well well it's everything runs off graft it's yeah. like having that woman uh kitchen table type stuff talking to a katana through Harmon Carden, and then getting into a car and still talking to to katana to do stuff that's i'd actually go out and spend money um for that stuff i'd actually i think about how it influences people so i'd buy a car that's got katana built in because she's got Cortana built in. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's, a, it's, it's a, as influential. It's like running Windows. I'd actually run... I wonder if they're going to start shipping Windows 10 S on... You used to get those HDMI uh, PC on a stick, Intel PC on a stick jobbies. It would be great to have Windows 10 on a stick. I think they did have Windows 10 on a stick. Have Cortana experience, being able to talk to Cortana on my TV. Yeah, it'd be super cool. Um, getting back to those cognitive services, if you do want to give them a test drive and see what they're all about and which are the new ones coming up, they've opened a cognitive services website you can go to. So it's azure.microsoft.com slash ENUS slash services slash cognitive dash services. Um, and you can sign up for a trial there. And I think you can just play around with it for free. I haven't done it myself yet. Not, not being much of a available. Day. I think it's available through um, your Azure portal as well. Yeah. So yeah, interesting stuff. What what else we got? So on the office side, um, there's some some new actionable messages we spoke about. Um, it's also available. So the actionable messages started rolling out. Uh, the first version rolled out, and they've updated it now for all Office three six five users. Uh, so you can now um, action stuff in Outlook for Windows as well as Outlook uh, the web version. So think of it as quick action. So you don't have to open something up to approve. You can actually approve it straight um, from the actionable message that comes through to you. So that's quite neat. That's super um, neat. Yeah. I wonder, it's quite, it's, so how are those triggered? Are they, they, if it's, is it just like in a mail and stuff? I suppose they'll have a flow tag, flow tie-in for it and that sort of stuff. I don't know. I, th I think it's coming through. Uh, if you see, remember with, let's actually just have a look. See, um, like the old, uh, where is it? I must actually find it. Um, so approval steps and opening up meetings. You can now actually select it straight there, like buttons that says give feedback and those sort of things. Um, if you look at your clutter, they're now embedding buttons into your that mail that comes through that says, uh, we've sorted your mail, here's your summary. Uh, buttons that are actually in this so giving feedback could re remain in your outlook window and not open up another browser window that's hectic that's cool man yeah, that's that's quite neat uh, 
on the back of that also they are in OneDrive because everything we start talking about Windows 10s and then it it morphs into OneDrive because they're using OneDrive features. Obviously, everyone's seen the new Skype preview update. It's no longer in preview. Um, it's got a, it's no longer black either. It's a, oh, it is still black. Wow. Um, my background's black. I had a Skype update. This is a different Skype update. I don't know what they added to it. It still looks the same, although on my other PC, it doesn't have a black background. It looks more like Skype for Windows. So, yeah, actionable items, very cool. And OneDrive has got new file handler capabilities. So rendering specific files, if you don't have the app, there's new file handler capabilities coming to OneDrive. Also with the new APIs that are, or the updated APIs, you can now build um, file viewers into OneDrive. So think about viewing a 3D AutoCAD diagram. You could now they've got new file handler capabilities related. So to you could you could build stuff to render those different ones or whatever proprietary thing your company happens to use. Yeah, that's yeah. that's handy. Like uh, this, then, this full integration thing again, and then obviously I'm assuming this is going to bleed over to a bunch of like eventually. I I assume this is online or just the Windows client. Eventually, I suppose well, it will go everywhere and you can just uh, run, the whole, run so, it across the stack. Well, well, look at what they've done with uh, the new OneDrive features that everyone's very excited about now with file on demand yeah. and making it easier to access files. So you don't have to click a button. Um, it doesn't download the app. You can now view it in the browser or in the app and it doesn't actually push that file to your device, which is actually quite cool. So if you've got a big file that you want to view and you don't want it, to download to your device storage, it will now allow you to do that. You can now also save entire folders to Android and iOS. So if you're thinking of folder, you can save that entire folder. It's not just going to pick up individual documents, which is quite neat. Yeah, OneDrive is cool. As, as somebody who has to think about content management, it's also goddamn frightening. Well, strangely enough, um, four, three out of four of my customers in the last three weeks have been asking, it's as if someone woke up and said, hey, OneDrive's cool, use OneDrive. And then everyone went, I want OneDrive, I want OneDrive. And everyone's talking about OneDrive. Yep, and I mean, you can do that. You know, the, that, that those files are still backed up centrally and whatever. It makes discovery a little harder. Oh, speaking about that, did you see what Trump did? No. So Trump has passed the law for government to move to the cloud. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know what it means. Yeah, like I just know that because that that sounds like a good decision, and it does. Um, but it seems vastly out of character. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good decision, right? So all of government must move to the cloud. So that just means that oh, you can point just... fingers at Microsoft. And say, well, or whatever cloud they move to, it's not us, it's it's Microsoft, you know. No. No, somebody's going to make a lot of money out of that. Ah, yeah, they put away like $1.5 billion towards this new thing oh. of them moving to the cloud. Oh, it's crazy. Speaking of the cloud, um, everyone's been crying for the document library web part for modern pages. So with the modern experience in Office 365, you could, there was no document library web part where you could dispose a document library on a, on a modern page. Now you can. And there's some, some cool little features around what you display, how you display it. So now you get a, a modern experience for your document, your typical document library web part, which we all use in the past on a page. Yeah. Now those, those are super handy. You want those. 
Yeah, so it's, it's finally available. Cool. Uh, was there anything else I'm trying to see? I see you've got some Visual Studio news. Oh, yes. Visual Studio is now um, globally available on your Mac. Yeah. Can you believe that? So uh, I actually played with Parallels yesterday on a Mac. It's, it's super smooth. Um, it's very cool. So it's going to be interesting to see why, well, I suppose. If, like if you... Vi- Visual Studio is is the best. It just is. Um, so now you can have it on a Mac too. So great. Natively, you don't have to just yeah. You don't have to emulate it and whatever junk. There was also Although some talk at smooth, eh? there was also some talk at Build of because you've done that, you can do some like really wonky things, like you can troubleshoot your iOS app in Visual no, Studio like and all that sort of the stuff. The integration is just yeah. so smooth between. Yeah, I think you don't, you don't even know. I, I, I get scared when I don't know what my, my PC is doing, whereas Mac users prefer that they don't know. They click a thing and it works. Yeah, it just does whatever in the background to make it work. And I'm uh, yeah, I'm, is, I'm much like you. I want to be like, no, what, what, what are you trying to do here? Where are you putting stuff? Please don't just let me choose where you're putting stuff. Yeah, um, it's like it's like creating a VM um, in parallels. Uh, it, it asks you for the uh, for the image. And then it goes off and does stuff. Yeah. And then it comes back and it drops an icon. And I'm going, but where's Parallels? Oh, it's there. But because you've got one VM, you don't see it until you hit the new button. I'm going, okay, all right. So, yes, lots of cool stuff for, for the Mac OS. Uh, and I think the Mac users were hit by one of the largest Trojans to be launched ever. Yeah, it was all it was all over the like it it hit I don't know it hit iOS it did it did hit some PCs as well so this is WannaCry or WCry yeah. uh, so a ransomware cry. a ransomware Trojan that went all across Europe. Microsoft released Microsoft. a statement that um, this only attacks out of date PCs. So before yeah, they patched immediately. No, no, no. They they had this patched before it went around. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. It it, it was it th- this thing targets an old exploit that Microsoft had previously fixed. But you know, you know how people are. Um not everybody's upgraded to the latest version of the OS. Not everybody's put in all uh, their all their security patches, and so a bunch got nailed. And so Microsoft said, like, if you don't want to listen to us, you know, like upgrade to Windows 10, reasons, take your updates. To patch just, your PC, yeah. yeah, just just take your updates and do it. But strangely enough, some kid fixed it. No. So, no, a kid actually fixed it from because it started off in Europe, and by the time it was about to jump over the pond, some kid registered a domain that um, it switches off. It switches off the ransomware if it finds the domain. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just literally registered a domain. He said because he was checking and this thing was trying to pull and it couldn't find this URL, so he registered the domain and then it cancels the um, the ransomware. Nicely done. Because you can find it. That's <laughs> crazy. And that's how they fixed it. Because it looks for that and it says, okay, great. I find this URL. You're good to go. So what else was there, Mr. Modlin, um, on your side from Build? Um, from my side, I think that's about it. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot more. I haven't gone through all the sessions and everything that were up yet. But we will. I'm sure that they're going to be putting VODs up for the majority of them. Yeah, there's quite a few things as well. I, su- I suppose they'll, they'll run it the way they did my Ignite, where you go to myignite.org, my build. There was a viewing party. Oh, uh, okay, well, that's 
that's next week. There was a viewing party for Build, and what's trending right now is vendors handing out socks. Ah. Well, we uh, all know fancy socks. So at Build, I think there was about six or seven different vendors handing out cool socks. I'm actually getting um, some Bold socks myself. A uh, friend of mine, fellow MVP in Durban, um, Nike, uh, he had a Bold viewing party. And he got some swag, stickers and all of those things with uh, with the cat and the dinosaur. Oh, the nice. Windows 10 cat and dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's socks that match it. So I'm very excited. Super cool. Um, you, you've got one more piece of news? Well, speaking of, of the build viewing party, um, there are the future of SharePoint, the SharePoint Summit viewing parties going on across the planet. Um, which is next week. Yeah. It'll be on the 16th of May. It's a virtual summit. And they'll be talking about, um, you can actually head over to, I'll just Google SharePoint Virtual Summit 2017. It is on Tuesday. So it's on the back. Remember last last year we had the future of SharePoint, which made SharePoint uh, cool again. Awesome. Good so time. go register. And it's all the new information about it. So it starts off at, uh, uh, I don't know, Pacific Daylight Time, at, at 10 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. There's a keynote, there's some showcases, and then there's a, a sort of a AMA, a Q&A session with some Microsoft Xcos. So I'm not doing a, a viewing party at Microsoft. I don't know if anyone is doing a viewing party on Tuesday um, in South Africa for it. But yeah, I suppose everyone will be available online and I'm consuming all the newest stuff that's coming. There's an entire schedule around it, which is not up yet, strangely enough. So that's that's the stuff on the on the SharePoint Virtual Summit. So please come along. There's some really, really important information um, about the future of SharePoint and everything else that's being launched. Um, one more snippet of news. There's a new MVP award category for artificial intelligence. And this is... Um, think about how important uh, what Microsoft is doing around the cognitive services, which is all AI. So there's a new MVP, also around bots and stuff like that. There's a new MVP award category for artificial intelligence. So if you know anyone that's playing in the AI space, uh, please head over to mvp.microsoft.com and go nominate your AI MVP. Super cool. I'm looking forward to meeting those guys. Yeah, I, I don't know anyone that does AI like crazy AI stuff. Although um, there's a lot app, but then again, it's it's all very sort of. Well, if you work in Asia, what do you actually do? Oh no, you you do exchange in Asia. So are you an Azure MVP or an Office Service MVP? And the the lines are are, are cross pollinates everywhere, which is quite scary. Um, my last bit of news is that Microsoft's launched their new Fluent Design. So think Metro, which became modern. They've got a new design framework um, that was launched now as well. So subscribe to the new design, layout, template, those sort of things. And it's actually pretty cool, although it's a, I suppose the designers are going, is it crap? I've heard some oaks going, yeah, it's just another take on the modern slash, well, metro slash modern minimalistic look. So, yeah, it's 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 all new. Let's see what it, what, what, what it actually generates because obviously your UX guys are going, well, fiddlesticks, what do I do now? Yeah, this is, this is like their third 
update to the to this framework in like a couple of years or something? Yeah, Metro started and then they said you can't call it Metro because some guy in the 1970s created it for the Metro rail system. So that's what they went and the color schemes, like if you're going to London and you check the Metro, that design, that minimalistic sort of mono, I don't know what it's called, it's called um, two-colored sort of schema was created by some guy and then they changed it to modern because they were not allowed to use the the word metro just yeah. kind of sucks. Like the, the, the name, fine, whatever, but the actual API, like what you're coding against, like this is another new refresh. It's not the same it was as it was before. So, well, shit, man, your like, guess is as good as mine, mate. I'm sorry? Your guess is as good as mine. No, no, I, I, no I, I, I know this. That this is what has been said. This is, this is a new refresh of the code. It's so like if you're coding towards these things, how many refreshes does it take be, be, before you go like, oh, fuck it, I'll just stick to JavaScript or whatever. <laughs> yeah. oh, they've got so many of these little things, man. Yeah. Um, do I still have, do I have one more? No, I don't have any more news from my side. I think that's it from my side. Sweet. Then it's time for my favorite segment of the show. Oh, geez, dude. Uh, new find of the week. So, two good friends of mine, um, Vlad Katrinesko and um, Goku, I call him Goku, uh, well, Gokin, uh, have published a new book, which is really, really important for us IT pros. So, you can now mosey on to um, leanpub.com and search for the Ultimate SharePoint Performance Guide. So, Gokin Oz Sis. See, sorry, I can't pronounce Kirkin's surname. <laughs> um, and Vlad Katrinesko has uh, written quite a cool book. Uh, it's an ebook you can download. Um, it is, well, you can decide how you want to pay for it. It's $20. And it covers the performances for SharePoint 2013 and 2016 at SharePoint Online, inspired by Microsoft's best practices and um, real-world examples by from Vlad and Gokun, who are the definitive authorities when it comes to infrastructure people for SharePoint. Um, Gokun's an Office Service MVP, so is Vlad. Um, Gokun's just been awarded uh, uh, Microsoft Regional Director status as well. So for $20... Get a decent ebook on configuring SharePoint SQL and Office 365 for maximum performance. And that is my new find of the week. That is super handy. Yeah, because there hasn't been anything really. Um, Vlad made his name. His claim to fame was um, SQL performance optimizations for SharePoint a good couple of years ago, uh, three, four years ago. Um, and I actually used some of his stuff, I think back in towards the 2017, 2015 around my performance optimizations for SQL uh, or for SharePoint. Um, ugh, I hit a blank. For SharePoint um, talk at, at SharePoint Saturday around what tweaks based on, on, on what he's done there. Yeah, super cool. So then our last segment of the show is my... My favorite segment of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, is the PowerShell commandlet of the week. So the one today is a, a, a bit of a... Just a, a a bit of an easy one. It's the I don't know if that that entire topic's not easy. Get dash sp business data catalog throttle config, which is a whole mouthful. But basically, what it'll do 
is it will return for you the throttling configuration for a business data connectivity service application that you have running. Do people still use this? Um, it, it is still used occasionally, yes. I mean, not, not a lot, but um, not everybody's on, on the cloud or whatever. So this does, this does sometime happen. So it, it does what it says on the tin. It returns, it returns Look, the, the I know, I know. And then you can also use a set with this instead to set it back. I know people that have built entire apps. So they go and they, okay, let's engineer this from a dev perspective. Let's build our entity relationships in SQL and then use um, BCS to connect to it and we surface content that way. Yeah. That I've definitely seen. Yeah, that sort of stuff. That often you want to just pull through information and populate forms with it and stuff like that. So this is this is an easiest way to do it. Yeah, so you can do it um, by scope. You can do it um, by throttle type as well. And so this is just the get. So it will return those for you. And then you can do a set as well, obviously, to, to set these various things if, you, if you're setting up new ones. So yeah, that's my PowerShell commandlet. Not, not, not a hell of a challenging one. It does, it does what it says on the tin. Do you think we're going to wrap up into under 40 minutes this week? Oh my God, that would be amazing. Did we, did we actually do it? I'm checking. Nah, we just did 41 ah. and 27 seconds. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this one up, Modlin. You can um, cut stuff out. Well, thank you all for joining us this week. You can find us online. Our website is twoguysinsharepoint.co.za. We're also on Twitter at twoguyssharepoint. I'm at Odd Modlin. And I'm at Alistair Pudrin. We're also on iTunes and Stitcher we're and the podcast of choice and all the different various things. Yeah, we're on Podcaster, we're on TuneIn, um, Stitcher, like you said. There's a couple of others. I must actually just go through and see what... Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're... Listenership. Everywhere. Listenership. Any, any podcast app that talks to iTunes, you'll find us. Yep. Um, also, if you are listening to this, for our next uh, No Guest Week... Maybe you guys want to send in some questions for us to answer. You can pop us pop them to us on Twitter. Would be cool. Drop us a mail at info at two guys and SharePoint today. I promise I will check the mailbox. <laughs> I'll hold you to that. Cool. Well, thanks for recording, Al. Like you, Matt, and um, I'll catch you soon. Yeah. Have fun. Ciao. 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 Modlin. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Do you, did you just doze off? Yeah, I'd like zoned out for a second there. I'll have to cut that out. Sorry. Bro. It has to go to the bloopers, mate. Uh-huh. So- <laughs>